I don't know if the other siblings feel this way, but when we get into the playing field, whatever it is, our job, our sports, we work harder than anybody else. And because we do that, we are automatically catapulted to some superhuman level of pain tolerance and sacrifice that we're willing to give to get us to the next level. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today, I feel so privileged to be able to share with you a peek into my life through my children's eyes. I thought it would be fun to get them all together at the same time on the same Zoom call, which was not easy, by the way. And I wanted them to share their unique stories growing up in McGuire. Let me give you a little backstory. I've always worked in the restaurant industry. I started when I was 14 as a dishwasher and ice cream scooper. And throughout the last 40 years since then, I've been in and out of the restaurant industry, either as a server, as a host, or as management. And then when we moved to Georgia, I missed community from where we used to live. I used to be able to walk downtown and get a cup of coffee. We couldn't really do that where we were in Georgia. So I decided to open a coffee shop to get that sense of community. And that's where the kids started seeing crazy hours, running around like crazy and and bringing them with me at six in the morning and getting them to school and can you cover the shop and and free child labor, really. And then uh, fast forward, my husband was transferred to Georgia through his logistics company and he decided that he was going to work with his brother and open a restaurant as a tax strategy. And little did we know that tax strategy became our life supporter. (laughs) So he lost his job and now we just focused on the restaurant. And that restaurant is going into its, I think it's 15th year, McGuire's family and friends in Sonoy. It's an Irish pub. And he's turned that thing around. It's great, it works fabulously. We have wonderful team members. And then about six years ago, he opened up another restaurant called Crosstown Grill, and that's in Peachtree City, Georgia. And so our children got involved with both of those restaurants. So when they refer to the restaurants, that's what they're talking about. And their dad's name is Frank. And he and I've been married almost 31 years now. So He sat and listened. He didn't actually participate in this Zoom call, but he listened. So that was kind of neat. So without further ado, let's hear from the McGuire kids. 
Okay. For this Second Wind podcast, I have the McGuire kids all in line, ready to go and talk about what it is like growing up a McGuire and being a McGuire and where we land now in relationship to the Second Wind podcast. So let's start with the firstborn, Rob McGuire. Go. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Rob McGuire. I'm the oldest, like my mother said. And I guess growing up a McGuire was interesting. That's interesting. the best way to put it. Just interesting. We'll definitely get back to that. Now we're going to go to the baby, Colin McGuire. Go. Uh, I'm Colin McGuire. I'm the youngest, 23. She got it wrong on the podcast earlier. And being a McGuire is fun, but challenging. Fun, but challenging. Okay. Next, we go to middle child, favorite daughter, Erin Louise. Go. Okay. Hi, I'm Erin. I am 26. Guess to answer the question, I would say, oh man, this is hard. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like I can't put it into one word. It's like a culmination of, you know, conviction, family, bond, support, strength, just kind of like, I can't quite pin it down to one word. So all of those. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) And then we have the newest member to the family, John Smith. Go. Hello, everyone. My name is John Smith and I'm 25. I'm about to be 26 next week on Tuesday. December 8th. And um, like Aaron said, I feel like it's hard to put it in one word. You got to like, you know, sum it up in a lot of words. And I feel like, you know, growing up being a McGuire is like, you know, the first word I think of is family. You know, everyone do things as a family, unity, you know, loving. It's fun. You know, every time we together, we laugh, joke. It's just a good time. That's what I think. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, let's get started on the Second Wind podcast. Now, even though this isn't about your Second Wind and where you guys aren't 40 and over and you're not listening to the universe quite as much as maybe I am, let's talk about what it was like growing up McGuire and how maybe that got us to where we are now. Who wants to go? I just remember when like when I first entered the family, I used to have like trouble like working a lot. Like I didn't want to like get up and go to work. I didn't say I didn't want to, but like it was new to me. It was different. So I had to get used to it. And being with the McGuire's has taught me work ethic. And like nothing is handed to you. You got to work for everything that you get in this life. And like that helped me and like brought me to where I'm at right now. Like I just, <laughs> I just love it. John, that's so sweet. Hard work. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember hours. you thought 20 hours was really good in two weeks. <laughs> oh, now I'm a worker full time, 16 hour shift sometimes. I just got off work this morning. <laughs> oh, wow. Now you're doing 16 hour shifts. See? Yeah, preach. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Who else wants to share? Well, I'll touch on that because probably around 15 or 16, I think every single one of us realized that we were a little different, that the values we got from our parents and the message that they kept driving into us was hard work and family and doing your best. And when we got into the real world, nobody else really got it the same way we got it. I don't know. The other kids, you can chime in if you agree, but I look at my peers and they don't have the same values that were given to me as a child. So growing up in McGuire was, it was tough, but wasn't that tough. We had a lot of fun, but we learned a lot. 
learned a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Says John. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely don't disagree at all. I feel like in my mind, opportunities were presented and it was up to us to figure out how to make the most of it. So like, I guess for me personally, with the going into college athletics and being kind of on that side of the commitment and hard work and that kind of thing. And the opportunity was given to me to be able to play tennis, to be able to swim, to be able to horseback ride, to be able to try a bunch of different sports. And it was kind of just like up to me slash up to us if I was going to be successful and be the best at it. And I think the hard work and work ethic of the restaurants and of our parents' jobs was okay, if you're going to do this, you better do it 100%. Like, don't go halfway on this. If you're going to be a tennis player, be the best tennis player you can be. If you're going to play football, be the best football player you can be. There's no point in doing something halfway. So I think it kind of stemmed into like, not that opportunities weren't given, they certainly were, but what are you going to do with it now? Aaron, that was so well said. Thanks. Oh, I love that you said that. Colin. I feel like we're just waiting to hear from Colin. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> it's been four people. I don't know. I mean, I definitely think that growing up in Peachtree City, Georgia, at a pretty privileged school at Stars Mill, a lot of the kids didn't have to do what we had to do. And the parents were not like our parents. A lot of my friends or peers or whatever you call them never really had to work for a whole lot. So growing up in an industry where literally what you get, you get what you put into it in a restaurant industry definitely teaches me and us, you know, you're not privileged. You have to work for what you get. And that's a pretty good life lesson that a lot of the people around me didn't seem to have. This is really interesting listening as the parent. I really appreciate that, you guys. So if you were to, and I said the so word, I know you guys think I need to transition to a different word. I'm going to work on it. But how has that manifested itself? Everything you guys have all said basically the same thing, right? So how has that manifested into your own lives where you're at now in your early 20s, mid 20s? Robbie, you're in your late 20s. Staring down 30. <laughs> Whatever. It's John. And I feel like it helped all those values and all those lessons that, that we all was taught. I feel like it helped me because um, right out of high school, I moved to Bangor, Maine early. And I was away from everyone. I was like 1,500 miles away from everyone. So I basically had to like use everything that I learned and just make a way for myself out here. And I did. And it's just like, you know, and it started the work ethic. Like I knew when I got first thing I had to do when I got out here. I was playing football, but the thing in my head, I I was like, I need to find a job. (laughs) But I really couldn't find a job because like I was playing football and that was like football in school was kind of like the main thing. But like, it's just like being 19, 20 years old, thousands of miles away from like, you know, your family. And I feel like I did a good job and it turned out successful. I did a lot of good things as far as with football, still working with my school. I'm just proud of, you know, everything that I accomplished from the help you of- You should be proud, John. You did a really great job. We kind of threw you into banger and said, okay, bye. <laughs> Figure <laughs> it out. And on a side note, John, you came to our family when you were 18, right? Mm -hmm. So you started with us in August, I think, of when you were 18, turning 19 in December. So you had like quick, quick McGuire lessons. 
thrown at you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it was different. Everything, like I said earlier in the podcast, it was different coming in because I wasn't exposed to a lot of things. And like, I just, like you said, it was just quick. I had to learn on the fly and um, I just had to get with the program. <laughs> and it didn't hurt that you were a gifted football player and you were able to overcome some obstacles and get some financial aid and go to Hudson University in Maine and get on your first airplane ride and yes. bring all your stuff and hope that coaches picked you up at the airport and I don't know, 10 degree weather or whatever it was. I don't even remember, but a totally different experience for you. Yeah, it was a great experience, but everything turned out to be good. You know, I never, I don't have a lot of, I don't have what ifs. Like I learned not to have what ifs. So like. Ah, the what ifs. I love that. Mm-hmm. So everything, it was like, I experienced a lot of my first, like you said, I was flew on an airplane for the first time. You know, I learned how to drive for the first time with you guys. Mm-hmm. Got my first bank account, learned what a bank account was with you right. guys. So, <laughs> so, you know, learn how to manage my money, still learn how to manage my money. And I feel like I've been doing a good job, but you know, I, things from you all a lot of my first so you know that's awesome <laughs> who's next who else wants to talk about what it erin's oh, got her her finger over her nose <laughs> goes, so rob hit on john smith being far away from the family was kind of my mo for a little while and when i lived in california i was far away when i lived in mississippi i was far away And now I'm up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, far away. And one of the things that no matter where you go in the country, you take with you your values and the values that no matter what have always stayed with me was hard work and hard work and hard work. (laughs) So unfortunately that great with the hard work. And I don't know if the other siblings feel this way, but when we get into the playing field, whatever it is, our job, our sports, we work harder than anybody else. And because we do that, we are automatically catapulted to some superhuman level of pain tolerance and sacrifice that we're willing to give to get us to the next level. I know my sister, when she was playing tennis, gave everything nights, weekends. When John was playing football, he did anything possible to be the fastest. I mean, I will work as many hours as I need to, to be the best. My brother will do anything in his power to be the best. And those values, no matter where we wind up in the country, is what we really got from growing up as a McGuire. Wow, that's so cool. What do you think, Aaron? <laughs> I mean, yeah, y'all, y'all said it all. Yeah. And like the competitive part, like you said, like, you know, it's, I'm sorry, it's John again. I didn't mean to cut you. <laughs> like how Rob said, like how we all want to be the best in our sports. I just remember how like every summer, like we all used to play different sports, but we worked out together. We all like grind and got better together. And we always tried to one up each other, you know, and that was, and that was the best of like, you know, competing. I remember like just a quick, funny story. I remember training with Aaron and Aaron and she's best athlete ever. <laughs> beast. I remember we was conditioning. We was running stadiums at Stars Mill and like, it's hard workout. And I remember I was tired. I'm about to pass out. And Aaron's, she's gone. She's running. <laughs> and at one point I stopped and I just yacked everywhere. I couldn't go no more. And Aaron kept, she was fine. And like, since that day, since that day on, every time I conditioned, I had that in the back of my head. Like, <laughs> Wow. To be fair, John, you throw up you throw up pretty easily when you work out. Yeah. I know yeah. <laughs> Sneaky. Because 
even though we swam together and I was probably a little bit more gifted, I always had to keep looking in the rearview mirror for her because she was working <laughs> twice as hard as I was. <laughs> You're probably like the only natural athlete. We, Colin and I, John, that's a lie. You're a natural athlete too, of course. Yeah, like Colin and I had to work so darn hard to keep up with you guys and then just keep working harder and keep working harder because Robbie, you would do things on the tennis court and in the swimming pool that I would be like, how did he, when did he learn to do that? Who taught him how to do that? And I'm like, oh, he just can because he's good. Okay, cool. And then I had to go onto the court for an extra hour to try to learn the thing that you just kind of naturally did which is totally fine but it's <laughs> don't resent that at all yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the other the part of that too is like coming to terms with and being okay with some people are given things some people are not use what you're given work on what you can and just keep trying to go Those yeah I'm just glad you didn't play football or basketball it would be a nightmare. I'm not actually a natural athlete at all. <laughs> Still the best one of all of us, though. You know, your work is amazing. Wow, that's good stuff, you guys. So does anybody have, like, a story that they want to share that kind of exemplifies what, what it was like growing up a McGuire? <laughs> I've got a story. Okay, Rob. <laughs> Excited for this one. <laughs> I was 17, and sitting on the couch watching TV one summer and my mother from the kitchen said, Hey Rob, do you want to go on a bike ride? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. And I said, uh, sure mom. Yeah. Why not? Just let me know when and I'll, I'll, I'll go suit up and kind of never talked about it for another week or two. And all of a sudden that bike ride turned into a bicycle ride from the city of Atlanta to the city of Savannah. 300 miles. 300 miles in three days in the middle of the summer. Just you and me. For the hell of it, really. Uh, for her charity that she had started that we had no idea what was going on with. And before I knew it, I was sucked into this whirlwind of energy that was my mother's latest mission. <laughs> and there was no getting out of it. I had already said I wanted to go on a bike ride. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Between flat tires in the middle of Hodunk, Georgia, and getting chased by a pack of dogs, and oh yeah, riding into Savannah in the middle of a rainstorm with a flat tire, thunderstorms, lightning, the whole lightning, bit. Right. Yeah, it was probably the most impactful three days of my life. Mm. But it started because she was a little deceptive how to get me on this bike ride. <laughs> I knew I couldn't go by myself. <laughs> Yeah. It always starts with deception. It always starts with deception. <laughs> yeah. That's One more hill. One more hill. That's well, right. And she put me in charge of mapping the course. And instead of doing it like a smart person, we might have rode through the, what was it? What national forest was it? Do you remember? Oh my gosh. Uh, like, I can't think of it right now, but yeah, we had no business being on those hills and that elevation. Oh there was no reason for it. It was so bad. There was no reason for it. There was a shorter route the other way. <laughs> but we learned a lot. And then and we, we did, did it. The next year, and the next year and the next year. So that one comment that said, hey, do you want to go on a bike ride? Turned into almost a decade's worth of 300 mile bike rides that Colin, you joined in for a couple of them. Mm, Aaron was our SAG driver. We had at the pinnacle of it, the best part of it, we had 45 people join us mm. from riding from Sonoy to Savannah to raise money for Pedal for Pets, the charity at the time to raise money for spay neuter efforts in the South. And all you guys participated, which was crazy and also free child labor. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> But it was good. But it was good. Anybody else? Come on. Come on. 
Rob, that was great. Thank you. Anytime. What was the question again? <laughs> if you have any Next kind time. of like stories or anything you want to talk about being a McGuire that kind of brought us to where we are now. I mean, Aaron, you've gotten sucked into a lot of ridiculous things because of deception. Um, I think it's more of people pleasing than anything else. And you're also a very good salesman, woman, whatever. Mm. Um, I think you can kind of and have for quite a while now been able to convince people that everything's okay. <laughs> Like, I don't know, just, I mean, even at the restaurants, like taking a disgruntled customer or taking someone who maybe is having a bad day and taking it out on us as the wait staff and turning their day around and making them feel like that, I don't know, it's all good. And they get to be in a better place leaving than they were coming in because you talk to them and had a good conversation with somebody. And then just, yeah, just being able to sell us on a positive experience when in all reality, the thought of having to sit behind you guys in a car going 10 miles an hour for three days straight for 12 hours a day, who would say yes to that? Like, <laughs> who, who would say yes to doing something like that? But then I go ahead and do it every single year. And I just sit in that car listening to music going 10 miles an hour for 300 miles. <laughs> and but you like made it seem like it was the best thing that could have possibly happened to me. <laughs> I don't know how it just is like perplexing. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then when you agreed to do the Ram race, I don't know how you got me to do that either. That was above and beyond. Oh, was that the one from Cali? Go ahead, John. Was that the ride um, to Cali? Um, we went from California um, to Maryland. Um, I have a quick story. I remember my first day coming into the house and me and you, Ms. Wendy, you offered me one of your green shakes. I don't know <laughs> what they want. I don't know what was inside of it. But <laughs> I remember you handed it to me and I and somehow I, did I, I tried it, right? I, I, think, I think you I, tried it and you yeah. tried to pretend that you liked it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That was a horrible one that I've never gone back to that brand ever. That was awful. And I'm really sorry I did that to you. I'm so sorry. Colin, where are you, bud? Getting a drink. Okay. Tell us about anything you got. I mean, if I'm being honest, most of my stories are with are with Frank. Well, bring it Other, in. Because well, most of my stories are just football. Because I was most of my life in high school and middle school and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Probably my favorite thing with you was the Ireland trip. You know, being the only person that fell a couple times. Not really You're going to have to back it up. You're going to have to explain what you're talking about. Okay. You convinced me to go on a three-day journey across Ireland I on a bike. I have a thing bike. for three-day journeys. I don't know why. But yeah. Three-day journey across Ireland on a bike. And I'm six three two sixty not very bike worthy you're bike worthy <laughs> rob, rob you are a lot smaller than me you are bike worthy i am not bike worthy and that's why i fell like three times in the middle of ireland but that's probably you know one of my favorite stories with with you i mean i felt like i was hitting a wall every single day and you guys are just trucking along right there and i'm just like how am i gonna be able to stay alive during this journey with <laughs> my brother and my mom who are clearly more gifted this than i am i mean i was catching cramps left and right just dying we had you. every day three days but i mean every time we made it to a different town and we went to a pub and had a beer and relaxed it was some of the most like satisfying feelings of just like a hard day's work at something I'm not very good at with my brother and my mom in a different country, like taking in sights that you're never going to forget because they're just so beautiful, like passing by these obscure farms with these weird animals 
when it's misting and 50 degrees. They're fluffy cows, Robbie. You don't see fluffy, you don't see fluffy cows in America. Right. I'm just saying. Not in Georgia, buddy. That's Not in true. Georgia. <laughs> so, um, I mean, the sights, the experiences, some of the pain, you know, but it's definitely one of the most rewarding and rewarding and most amazing experiences that I've had in 23 years. So that's probably one of my favorite experiences with my mother, Winnie McGuire. Aw, thanks, C. For all the kids, what's it like getting lost with Wendy? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's the most fun. For anybody that's been on a bike ride with her. <laughs> I, oh, I know you and me have been lost with her a couple times. <laughs> couple times, couple times. Ugh. When I'm with her, she does not navigate. I do. <laughs> So no, we don't get lost when I'm involved because she's not allowed to tell me where to go. (laughs) I really don't have a sense of direction. That is true. None. But she really wanted to see that herb garden, right? Oh yeah. You gotta go to the herb garden. (laughs) You have to stop at the hummingbird on the way to Savannah. Oh yeah. I just don't know where it is. (laughs) Man, these mountains are so smoky. Oh, that's why they're called the smoky mountains. (laughs) Yeah, Wendy. Isn't there a book of all the things that have been said? We had some Wendy things for a while. What was that? What was the herb shop one, Aaron? We were driving home from a tournament, and there was this little tiny shack, like on the side of the road, that said herb shop. And she goes, I wonder why that shop is so little. Probably because the herbs are so little. So the shop is the same size. So that makes sense. It made sense. It made sense. You know, the time. (laughs) That's so funny. It's so funny. But I'll tell you what. You guys have always been pretty supportive and willing to go on any adventure. I had any like whim. I feel like I have whims and ideas that are maybe a little far fetched, and I kind of sign you all up to be part of them, whatever they may be, and then. With this podcast, I kind of said, I'm going to do a podcast. And whether you all thought it was really going to happen or not, it did. And then here we are a week, a week after it, it starts. And I'm asking you guys to show up on an evening after you've all been working and and join me for this. And I really appreciate that support. Well, you've always shown up for us. Right. Thanks. And also, you take us on these whims, but at the end of your whims, it's your whims always turn into like great experiences that have a lot of lessons and are always a bunch of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. See, that was so Usually. sweet. Even though you say some really dumb stuff sometimes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dumb stuff. Seventy <laughs> percent. It's always fun to be around you, Miss Wendy, because you know you're gonna laugh. You gonna know, laugh. If you're around Miss Wendy. A good day is gonna be, you know. You know how to just, you know, lift everyone up, like they said. And it's just, you know, even though we go on these little trips and everything, even sometimes, you know, might not want to go. Sometimes we go and it end up being fun. And, you know, we're having a good time and learning new things and seeing new things, you know. Like I remember in Ireland, how we went on a journey to the washing machine. We tried to find a laundromat one morning. You remember we walked? Oh, the laundromat, because you got to have clean laundry, John. And, like it kept saying it was open, like on online, it was closed. And we, <laughs> and we put up, that started raining a little bit. And, but we got the laundry done. We so. got the laundry done. I'm like, it's okay. It'll be fine. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> definitely always easier to like say, no, I'm not going to do something or no, I don't feel like it or no, I'm good. But 
like you've kind of always shown us what happens if you do say yes or if you say sure or like you just kind of see where this road leads or see where that door goes and hey let's not go the way that Waze is telling us to go let's just go that way because the plate matches where we're trying to go so why don't we follow the car with the license plate of where I'm going which like sometimes is a good idea sometimes is not right. but the other thing too is like you get a good story you get a good adventure you get good experiences like saying yes to an opportunity versus being like, nah, I'm just going to sit on the couch now. Um, and you've always like, kind of shown us and led us down a road we wouldn't have probably naturally wanted to say yes to. Like the actual embodiment of, if you've ever seen the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey, like Wendy is Yes Man. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I didn't realize if you, that. If, if, you, if you say yes to everything, you're going to have a great time. You may get into some weird stuff and have some some dumb stuff happen. It, it, it'd be fun, but you you have a lot of experience if you say yes to everything so if you ever watch that movie basically her oh thanks see yeah aaron and i got stuck remember in the middle of alabama nowhere and I, and we were stuck and no one knew where we were we had no cell service and i was like we'll get out of this don't worry i don't even know we, we must have put remember that and we it was muddy and we had to put like we just kind of randomly found branches and stuff to put under the dock <laughs> and we got out and we were just supposed to go to the grocery store for god's sake we were just going to the grocery store yeah, not a good time. It wasn't a good time, but we got out of it, right? Yeah, we did. It was all fine. Well, closing, anybody have anything for closing? Because that was good stuff, you guys. And I so appreciate you. This has been really cool. Yeah, this was awesome. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we all got together um, for the podcast. This was awesome. Thank you. Herding for cats, John. It was like herding cats. But I got well. well, you always want to do stuff last minute. Yeah, well, <laughs> your story. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Last thoughts? Really good. I'm, I'm so glad we did it. And then also like just to see where this takes you, especially from what kind of snowballing off what we were just saying, like you're finding people and you're reaching out to people and you're creating these new experiences that some of us might be a part of, some might not. But like how many people are going to be affected by you saying yes to this opportunity is is pretty cool and definitely shows us like the ripple effect of a positive attitude and positive outlook on light on life and maybe just kind of giving ourselves more opportunities to fail is not necessarily a bad thing because we can also succeed with that same opportunity so just kind of excited to see your next steps Wendell Aaron, that was really sweet and that's exactly how I feel it's like yeah this is not me this is a conduit you guys are watching me on this journey and it's not all me it's taps on the shoulder things put into my path and I appreciate you guys being willing to watch me explore that so thanks kids I love you all very much and thank you for being part of Second Wind the podcast <laughs> love you guys thank you so much thank you for listening today I hope that something you heard made you smile made you think and made you feel if these incredible stories empowered you awakened you or left you feeling inspired make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on itunes so we can continue to change lives through this content make sure you tag us while you're listening on our facebook group my second wind or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation until next time go ahead and breathe in your second wind